This episode of the Accounting Insiders podcast is brought to you in part by Zero. Zero is a powerful cloud accounting software that improves efficiencies across your practice. With all client data stored on a single unified ledger, you and your clients can easily access and collaborate on the same set of books. Zero's advisor tools and automation solutions reduce time-consuming manual tasks and put data entry on autopilot. Work faster and more efficiently than ever before with Zero. Visit zero.com/accountinginsiders to learn more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Accounting Insiders podcast. My name is Gary Dehart. I'm the publisher of Insightful Accountant and Tax Practice News and the host of the Accounting Insiders podcast. My guest today is Janelle Sakora of the Thought Leader Creative. Welcome, Janelle. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Gary. I'm excited to be here. Glad to have you. So before I dive into peppering you with a bunch of questions, um, give a little, little bit of, uh, share a little bit of your background with me and our audience, and then, uh, then we'll dive sure. in. Sure. Yeah. So I've been working with uh, accounting firms for many years um, of my career, and I used to sell tax and audit software, and I've worked specifically with small firms throughout my career. And I decided that um, I saw enough of them really struggling out there to um, position themselves to attract the clients that they really wanted to attract. And so eventually, I just decided to go out on my own so that I could focus completely on that public accounting space, working with small firms and helping them implement marketing strategies or coach them to help them learn how to market or implement marketing strategies if they want to do it on their own. And what do you find, like, what's the average size client that you work with? Like how many, I don't know if they go about partners or employees or. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. So I work with small CPA firms and bookkeeping firms, um, accounting firms. And I also work with some in the tech space. So on the small end, I'll work with clients that maybe only have a couple employees with the firm and then all the way up to about 20, 25, 30 employees, I guess would be about my largest one right now that I'm working with. And then I'm working with some um, technology providers that are very disruptive in the tax space specifically. So yeah, a little bit of uh, all over the place, but mainly in that small firm area. Gotcha. And so what uh, what are the biggest challenges that you're seeing or that your clients are facing right now? Yeah. Yeah. Besides tax season is around the corner. <laughs> right. Well, it's right. always going to be there. Well, maybe yeah. it yes. will always be there. Yeah. Uh, so. so, you know, a couple of things. One, um, one thing that I get a lot is, you know, as well as I do, that accountants just get inundated a couple of times a year and they just have to grind through tax season. And, and therefore, you know, the stigma is attached and there's a, a shortage in the talent pipeline. So a, a lot of one of the biggest problems I see is how do I comb through my existing client base and, you know, ethically and professionally go, I, I don't want you as a client anymore. And then how do I attract the right kind of clients, right? How do I get the people to come to me that I really want to serve the ones that I want to get on a monthly retainer as an example? So I think the biggest problems are sort of twofold. One is uh, understanding how to build the right messaging that helps differentiate the firm and show why they're different and why they're the best for that ideal client. And then I think the other one is also helping them create messaging to kind of weed out those prospects that call in, even those that get referred to them that really don't fit the mold as far as what their ideal client is. And 
you know, I don't know too many CPA firms or accounting firms who are wanting to, you know, grow their business astronomically. What I typically find is they're either newer and starting and they want to do it right. They don't want to accept just everybody that comes through the door or they've been around for a long time. They did fall into that new business owner trap of accepting everybody that comes through the door. And now they're at a point where they want to reposition to serve a different type of client or a bigger client or a niche client. And they're not quite sure how to do it. Yeah. And that's hard, right? It's hard to walk away from business, especially when you're starting. Yeah. And then, and some of those clients who you want to get rid of, maybe they've been with you for the entire time that you've had your firm. They might be client number one and there's any any emotional attachment. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. It tugs at your heartstrings because those clients helped you build your business, but they might not fit your business model anymore. So what do you do? It may not help you grow your business, right? Right. Right. My client was good at the beginning, may not be the right client for five years into the firm, 10 years or, yeah. or 20. Or like you said, my, maybe me as a, as a firm owner, I have just decided, you know what, I don't really want to deal with restaurants anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, my first five clients were restaurants. Well, how do you get rid of them? Right. Um, so let's talk about a little bit. So we're going to be doing a, uh, a joint marketing um, promotional effort through webinars over the next, starting in October, tried to get it kicked off in September, but uh, the timing was not our our friend in that case. So we're going to kick off, basically it's a 30-minute series um, that we put a really creative name on it called Insightful Accountant Marketing Talks. I mean, that's (laughs) creative genius that that went into that, but uh, actually, I do like it because it's very simple and it ties in with with other things that we have, you know, that we put that talks on the end of tax talks and mm-hmm. talks. so so this is going to be focused on marketing and you're going to be driving the majority of that content and um, we're going to be kind of just high level things you'll be talking about in that series. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what you just said is so true. I really want to kind of go back to that for a minute. The marketing talks, while that is, isn't necessarily like clever, it's clear. And I think what's most important in any messaging is clarity. Anyone should be able to understand it. And that's why I think it's a really good name because it's clear. Everyone understands what that is. So what we're going to be talking about, um, what we're going to start talking about is the brand, the brand of your firm, whether you've got a bookkeeping firm whether you're QuickBooks Pro, whether you're um, a CPA firm, small accounting firm just starting out, you're an EA, whatever that is, we're going to start talking about the brand and why that's important. Because one of the biggest mistakes that I see firms make is they, they focus on themselves and what I can do and why I'm the best. And Mm -hmm. what they don't think about and what's super important to think about is who is your ideal client? What do they care about? So we're going to talk about what a brand messaging strategy is and how to build one and how to sort of flip that script and be able to communicate who you are and why you're the best for that ideal client through the client's point of view versus saying, you know, we've got, we're the best at this or that. And, you know, it's vague, elusive language. We're going to talk about how to flip the script and really draw those ideal prospective clients into a story. And then some of the other things that we're going to be talking about are how to identify those ideal clients, um, really kind of walking through an exercise to understand what that client's journey should look like. And then things like 
um, you know, something I often get from firms is, how do I manage these tire kickers? How do I handle the, the people that call in and they just want to know how much to do a tax return or how much for this or that? So we're going to talk about uh, different ways to use your messaging to, you know, get uh, to, to respond to those types of prospects and to qualify them either in or out of your process. Um, and then I can keep going or do you want to stop there and talk about those? No, that explain uh, tire kickers. They're everywhere, right? I mean, yes. it's really funny because you know, we set our media kit out on the website, and you know, you have to fill it. Yeah, to get it, you have to fill out a form, and it's amazing at how many of the same people fill out the form for this webinar. I mean, not webinar for our media kit over and over. It's like, <laughs> and then you call and like, no, we're just looking. Like, yeah. how are you going to look? Come on. I know. Nothing I know. Changed. Nothing's changed. And it's, you know, if you think about it, it's every accounting firm I know, every person in that firm is very, very busy. So when you've got people calling in, wanting to set up appointments with an accountant or with a bookkeeper or advisor, whatever they're wanting to set up an appointment with, can they really afford to spend the time to book an appointment with someone, have them come in either virtually or in person, and then find out this is a really bad fit? There are ways to avoid doing that. And then there are ways to... Um, pull people into the process and go from beginning to end, getting them as a client um, without wasting your time in the meantime. Right. And are these, well, just touch on that, like the ways, I mean, we're talking about automations or we're talking about way, the way things are yeah. written that yeah. will automatically kind of yeah. sell out? It's a little bit of all of that. So the first <laughs> thing that, you know, you really do have to start with is thinking about, well, you, you start with your message, right? So once you've got most important thing any firm can do, no matter what, if they're wanting to start anywhere with marketing is build the foundation. And the foundation is who's your ideal client and what is your brand message? And from there, what that message will show, why, why are you different? So a really good way to kind of weed through some of those tire kickers, it's a multi-prong approach. So the first thing is you create a discovery document of questions that you arm the person with who answers the phones, whether that's an admin or whether that's just somebody else in the firm, they have to understand the questions to ask and what the answers to those questions mean. And then if they're on the phone and they, they think, you know what, this would be a great fit for whatever our firm is, then they can book an appointment. But if they have a question like, oh, I don't know, I think this person might just be price shopping as an example, it's really easy to say, you know what, here's what I'm gonna do. Let me give me your email address. I'm gonna email you a little bit of information. And if this looks exactly like what you're looking for, then give us a call and I'll get you on so-and-so's calendar. Because then what they can do is they can use automation through you know, email marketing automation tools to send out an email with a link to a blog post that talks about why our firm is a different experience, um, something along those lines. And then you know, to really kind of showcase how the firm does business, what some of the expectations are, what who the clients are that enjoy doing business with them and then if they get the call back then they can schedule schedule the appointment i have that in place with firms that i work with and it works really really well so that's one way that they can you know kind of weed through some of that but it really is bigger than that too you you really need a, a more holistic approach in that you've got to be communicating through your messaging who your ideal clients are and why you serve them best all over the place, everywhere from your entire content strategy, your website is huge. We're going to be talking a lot about websites. Yep. And then we're also going to be talking about um, social media and how to pull all of that content together to, to communicate that message. And all of that then kind of helps 
reposition your firm so that those price shoppers out there, if that's who you don't want, aren't going to bother to pick up the phone and call you. They'll call somebody else. Right. And so when you were now kicking around, all right, well, actually, it was really you deciding what topics we were going to do. That's in your wheelhouse. But one of them that when we were talking initially that you mentioned was the, the Google business profile. And yeah. funny enough, I was at the Zero Roadshow here in Atlanta about two weeks ago. And in their marketing session, that they said, number one, go check it or go make sure it's current or go claim it, whatever the right terms are. So what, yeah. what's that about? What's Google business yes. profile? So glad that you brought that up. It is it is probably, there's two huge mistakes that I see firms make in terms of their web presence, actually three. One of them is their website is super vanilla and it hasn't been updated for 10 years. And it's, it's very, it looks like everybody else out there, right? Another one is they don't even know about the Google business profile. That is critical. So if you think about how people find you and a lot of CPAs don't pay for SEO and that's okay, you don't have to. But how do people find you? They're going to find, they're going to go to Google if they haven't been referred. And so if your website isn't updated regularly, you're, you have less of a chance of being ranked in index. So you've got to update that regularly. The Google business profile, Google holds very near and dear. That's super, super important to have that filled out as much as you can and optimized, which means to continue to put fresh content out there too. It could be up to a 30 second video. I highly recommend videos out there. I think they can only be up to 30 seconds long or posting pictures, um, making sure to fill out things like your hours, your services. You want to fill that out as completely as you possibly can. And then you don't want to ignore it and let it accumulate dust. You want to constantly be adding to it because again, that's another way that Google recognizes you as a business. And then the third thing that I see Google related that people just don't think of is the Google reviews. I have a client um, who is phenomenal at getting Google reviews. And I have no idea how she is so good at getting them, but she's just worked it into her process. And the more Google reviews you get, the better. And it's really important to, and I've got, you know, systems and ideas for getting processes in place to get those Google reviews. But then once you get them, you have to respond to them. Google also wants to see that if you get a negative review, you're responding to it. And even when you get a positive review, you're saying something like, thank you so much for your kind words. We really enjoy working with you too, or responding in some way. And there's ways to automate all of those processes as well. But the three of oh. those things together, critical for your web presence. Yeah, and I was going to say in that right there, the last thing you said is probably what turns 90% of people off of even thinking about this, right? Is, okay, yeah. great. Now I've got, now I've just added a whole other job that I have to do in exactly. profiles or, and all that, but it's critical if you want to grow your business. If you want to stay who you are, where you are right now, fine, don't do it and, and, you know, sail off yeah. into set. But if you want to grow, these are things you have to do and you have to figure out whether it's adding a person, adding a, a virtual assistant or outsourcing mm -hmm. to a company that can do it for you. Um, yeah. there, are, there are options, but they do cost money, right? They do. And I think that um, it is important to know that you shouldn't get overwhelmed by that thinking, oh, I don't have time for that. It is a whole other job like what you suggested. But there are people out there that do this and do it really well and yeah. can set it up so that the whole thing is automated for you. And they take control over that and give you your marketing strategy and implement the entire turnkey marketing strategy or parts of it, whatever makes sense for a firm. But you're right, if you want to grow and more than anything, if you want to differentiate yourself from the others that are competing against you, it's mission critical. 
Right. So we talked about business profile. I think you touched mm -hmm. on websites a little bit and, and we'll yep. be covering that in, in February. So what about yep. content, content strategy? And again, look, hey, I, I yeah, again, not me personally, but all right, I'm a, I'm a tax firm. I like mm -hmm. doing taxes. I don't want to be a marketing person, but I know that there's, you know, content marketing is key. What, yeah. uh, how do I, how do I mentally approach that? Yeah. Well, it's the same way I mentally approach doing my taxes. I outsource <laughs> it. There you go. Right. <laughs> because that, that would, that would give me heartburn. Um, and yeah. I, it would keep me up at night. So no, I outsource it. Um, you know, I outsource all of my accounting and I firmly believe this is another reason I love working with, with accounting firms and bookkeepers. It's the best investment a small business can make. So when they're looking at investing in their business, um, in order to stand out, you have to have some sort of a content strategy. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. And if I'm an accountant running my, my firm, it doesn't, I don't have to worry about how to do that content strategy. There are people who can do it. So the components of a content strategy, a good content strategy would be things like having a blog and not having a blog with three posts and you never post on it again. You need to have something that's updated regularly and that's relevant. The other, the other, um, you know, blogs are good for a couple of reasons. They're good for Google, right? They index on Google, which is great because people can find you by asking questions and your blog post could pop up. That's nice um, if it's SEO optimized. But I also am a huge advocate of having blogs written in the firm's voice so that they're easy to read. They're engaging. People actually want to read them. They don't look at it like, you know, late night, 11 o'clock, I can't sleep. What am I going to read? I'll pull up a right. type of stuff. And, and then, so I think a blog is important. I think choosing a social media platform or two is important. That's super overwhelming to accountants usually because they're like, oh, no, no, I don't want to do social media. So I always advocate, let's just pick one or two and let's run with it. And that might be LinkedIn. It might be Facebook. It might be YouTube. Um, but whatever it is, they just have to pick one. And they, in, in any content strategy, it's a commitment. And it's a long-term commitment of, I'm going to do this. I'm not just going to try this for a month and decide I don't want to do it anymore. You will get results, but you do have to be consistent with it. Another um, couple of pieces of the content strategy is video. And that's another thing. A lot of accountants are like, oh my God, no, I, I don't want to be on video. Right. I totally get that. But what I tell them is, that's okay. You don't have to be perfectly you know, put together, you don't have to look like a news anchor. People don't want to see that. Hey, how they think that looks very fluffy and salesy. They want to see real people who are willing to flip on their phones and say, Hey, this just happened, or this just changed. I know I have a lot of you out here who are affected by it. So I want to spend five minutes explaining it. People love that stuff. So video converts, that's part of a good content strategy. Um, even if it's a video where someone's talking and we've got, you know, a, a cartoon instead of their head, that's fine too. We can do that. Um, and then other parts of a content strategy would be things like if you have certain checklists, like a tax planning checklist or um, a bookkeeping checklist or um, an ebook that you wrote about, I don't know, ERTC or um, something else that's relevant to your client base. If you serve restaurants, you know, the, the 10 things every restaurant needs to know about their bookkeeping processes or whatever. If you've got a downloadable piece of free content, what that will do is enable you to gather email addresses of ideal prospects. So then the other piece of that content strategy would be having um, a, a good solid email marketing strategy in place. 
And accountants love that as much as I love taxes because they are inundated with email. And it just, it makes them nauseous to think about, wait, why would I want to email someone when I hate email? But a, a good email strategy is extremely cost-effective. It is the highest ROI type of marketing you can do. And there's an email strategy for following up on, on lead generator assets, like the downloadable assets, and separate strategies for staying in touch and in front of and being proactive with your clients. So having the right email strategy in place is really, really important as well. So it's kind of a, when I work with CPA firms and bookkeepers and other, you know, accounting and tax firms, I really like to sit down and understand what their goals are because content strategies look different for every firm, depending on what they're trying to accomplish. And what do you find um, is one of the social medias more effective for our profession than, mm -hmm. than others? Yeah, very much. Although um, it all comes back to who's your ideal client, right? So if your ideal client is small business owners, you have to be on LinkedIn. There's just, you, you have to be on LinkedIn. If your ideal client is uh, restaurant owners, well, not all restaurant owners are necessarily on LinkedIn. So you have to really kind of understand where your ideal client is. If your ideal client is um, influencers, you want to be on Instagram. So it really is determined, but you know, it's, it's based on where is your audience. And then you have to create the content that's relevant for that specific platform. And then you have to make a very strong commitment to posting regularly on that platform. And the, uh, and Google has tools too, right. To kind of help you figure out where they are. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They based on their persona. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And okay. So some of the other topics we're hitting on, uh, social media, you, are, you talked about email marketing, you, you just talked about, and I, and I, I don't think you can, um, probably can't say that enough as far as the importance of it. And like you said, oh gosh, I get so many emails. Why would I send them out? Well, you'd send them out because they're effective. Yeah. I mean, as as yeah. many as, as many as I get that go into uh, directly into the junk folder and then into, you know, the, the other in Outlook, you know, there's still, you know, tons that I get that are full of really good information. Um, yes. But, and, and which goes back to what you talked about prior to that, and that's the content. If it's mm -hmm. the right content, your prospect's going to open it or your yeah. customer, current customer, right? That's um, right. That's one thing I don't think we talk about in here. I'm just reading through the, the list out through next October, and that is um, growing your business with your current customers. Oh, yes. Oh, There's I love that topic. That. We may have to just add that in there. I love that topic. Right. Working with a firm right now on that exact that exact scenario. So, um, and this is a really relevant topic because there are so many firms out there who, you know, they've grown to a point and they've decided, you know what, I don't want to sell as many transactional, you know, tax returns anymore. I want to work with clients that um, want to work with me as an advisor or pay a monthly retainer for this package or that package. And they don't know how to tap into their existing client base to grow that business. Yeah. And so there, there are strategies to do that. And I work with firms on that specific strategy exactly because in, I have a, a very strong sales background and there is nothing better than selling something to an existing client because new clients are a lot harder to sell to than upselling to existing clients. So one of the things that we talk about is looking at, first of all, 
let's talk about your current, your existing client base. And then we identify um, and we segment which of your client base can you sell more of X, Y, or Z to? What do you want to sell them, right? And right. so then once we get an understanding of what service are you wanting to sell them, again, email comes in really handy. And so does video. So you can create an email strategy where you're just sending out like a monthly newsletter specifically to that targeted segment of clients, really showing them the value of what you're wanting to upsell them to. So if it's a client that if it's a client that all you ever do is their tax return every year and you're like, man, these people are a husband and wife and they each have a business and wow, I, I should be their advisor. I need more than just the tax return. Well, then we put them into some sort of an advisory sequence where they're really seeing the value of what you can do for them from an advisory perspective. And that there's a whole strategy within that of how do we how do we use video to do that? What do we show them? Can we create some tools to give to them for free to track, you know, uh, business expenses for the year or rental properties or something like that? So there is a whole strategy that can be put in place regardless of what types of clients are trying to upsell to. And um, and that involves a lot of email and automation as well. Right. And so are there now? Uh, so I think we've covered most of the topics that we're going to have in this series, plus the one that we're going to add now. Mm -hmm. um, the and these are going to be short 30 minute you know plus or minus um long videos so not cpe not videos i'm sorry webinars not cpe but high quality content or is the plan for if i attend or each one that i attend do i walk away with an actionable item absolutely that's my goal right i want people to walk away with at minimum one thing that they can turn around and go oh my gosh that's an aha moment. I didn't even think about it that way, or I'm going to implement this. Mm -hmm. And then of course, I will always be available for brainstorming, um, you know, or just if they, if they hear something that they'd like to implement and they're like, Oh, I'm not sure how to do this. They'll always have my contact information that we can have a conversation about it as well. So at least one action item out of every single episode. Okay, that's great. And so, so our one action item from this one, well, we have our own action item, and that's add a new uh, a new topic. Uh, yes, to, yes, um, for sure. But then let's go back to the Google business listing. Okay. And, and so let's just say, and this is going to be the action item for people who listen to this. Um, all right, let's say I know nothing about Google business listing, which I mm -hmm. don't. So I'm sitting there typing it while you were talking earlier. Um, what do I do? How do I how do I even begin to try to figure right. this out? Awesome question. Again, so the first again, thing take notes because this is the action item. If anybody, if anyone listens to this, so yes. This is so what if you if you don't know where to start, what you want to do is you have to claim your business profile. Okay, so you would go out to uh, I don't know um, ABC firm, um, you know, on on Google. And you're like, oh, that's me. So I'm going to claim it. Well, it has to get verified. So it's it's fairly easy to get verified if you've got a brick and mortar and you can you can submit pictures. Sometimes they want you to submit a video. Um, in a shared office space, it's a little bit trickier than that. So I've got a, a firm who is in a shared office space with some financial advisors. It was trickier for him. He actually had to get on live with Google and they're actually fantastic about doing this and you're not stuck on hold forever like you know, the IRS, you right. you can get on with Google and they will immediately walk you through exactly what they need to get you verified. Sometimes if you've got just 
you know, an office building with an address. Um, you can take a picture of it. They'll send you a postcard. When you get the snail mail postcard, you can put the code in and boom, you're verified. Once you're verified, now the fun begins. Now you go into the form and it literally, it's kind of like a wizard. It walks you through everything that you need to fill out. And it will ask you things like, do you have certain hours? Um, you know, what are your hours? What days are you open? Um, what are your services? Do you have any specific groups that you serve? Um, where is your location? Are you just in Boston, Massachusetts, or do you do business all over the place? So, and and then it will give you opportunities to upload more photos, um, videos up to 30 seconds, I believe, um, blog posts, articles. And what you want to do is focus on filling as much of that out as you possibly can. And then what you want to focus on is posting to it regularly as if it was another social media platform like LinkedIn. Okay. Did that, um, what was Google Plus, right? Didn't they have Google Plus? Is that even still around? I don't even think that's around. It, Google Business Profile, it used to be your Google, uh, what was it, your Google business page. Now it's Google business profile or Google for business. I can't remember if they changed it recently to Google business profile, okay. Google My business, I think was the old one. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But All getting right. verified is the first step. All right. So that's action. Number one for anybody mm -hmm. that's listening is go check if you haven't claimed it already and start that process and, yep. uh, and be, but be prepared to have to do a little bit of work to keep it current. Right. It's worth it. It's well worth it. Once it's verified, that's the hardest part. I promise can be a little bit of a pain, but Google is really good at working with you on it. And um, it, that's the hardest part. The rest of it's cake. Great. Well, I, I don't know if we've ever done that. So that's that's what I'm going to do when we get uh, get off of this and start recording here. So, all right. Any parting thoughts? Because I hear your dog in the background, my dog's in the background. So it must be time for uh, all dogs to do whatever they do at 40 on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited about this series. And I think we're going to take these topics and dig as deep as we can in 30 minutes into these individual topics. And then of course, at the end of those, if anyone has questions, they'll be able to follow up with me. Um, and then again, they're going to be able to take at least one thing away from each session that they can implement right then in their business. So I'm excited. Great. Looking forward to it. And again, it kicks off in October. Um, what's the first session is 24th. October the, oh, you got it, 24th? Yep. Yep. At two, is that correct? Yep. Two Eastern. Yep. Well, that is my, that is my uh, youngest son's birthday. So. Um, oh, that's great. It's my nephew's birthday too. We'll make sure that I can make that one. So, all right. Well, Janelle, thank you so much. And we'll see you on October 24th. I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, but again, uh, thanks. Thanks for uh, t taking what, 30 minutes or so just to tell us about, uh, about the upcoming series that we're working on together. Thank you. I appreciate it, Gary. All right. Talk soon.